Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. bulletins please and turn to the gospel lesson 
take a good look at this lesson today because I think over the years a really important point has been missed. And in the process, I think this lesson has been misused. And I want to take a good look at it today. So um, it starts this way. As he taught, he said, what? Beware of who? All right. We have a gospel lesson that starts with beware. We better pay attention. Okay? And we are to beware of who? The scribes. What do you know about the scribes? What do you remember about the scribes? Pardon? They knew how to write. Not quite. <laughs> but... But likely they did, okay. But what do you know about the scribes? Not that kind of scribe. What do you know about the scribes? Okay, they know the law. Anything else that you know about the scribes? What kind of reputation do the scribes have for us? Bad. bad. They're kind of the big bad guys, aren't they? You almost see them walking around in the mafia suits with the black hats, okay? These are the bad guys. These are the people who, who really led that violent opposition to Jesus' work and to God's mission, okay? Um, these were the bad dudes, okay, in our story. And, and here Jesus says, beware of the scribes who like to do what? Show off. <laughs> Show off. Walk around in their long robes, right? And to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor in the banquets, that's what Jesus says. Beware of these guys. Now, what we don't get is how shocking that was that Jesus would say that. The scribes were all it, people. They were the holy of the holy. They were the most religious. They were the ones who, who truly had given up their life to be leaders in the church. They were the pious of the pious. They were the ones that, that everybody thought, those are the most religious. You know those people in your mind? It's like saying, calling the Pope this, or, or a Tibetan monk in their, in their private prayer, and their holiness, and, and in their quiet chants, and say, look at those Tibetan monks, how they like to lord their power over everyone and walk around in their robes. That would be a shock today, wouldn't it, if you heard somebody say that? That's what's going on here. It's Jesus, the comments he's making are very, very radical. And he's drawing huge attention. All right, so here Jesus says, beware of these people. And then he goes on, he says, for they devour widows' houses. For the sake of appearance, they say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. What do we know about widows' They got nothing. They got nothing. And actually, we know a great deal about what the law and about what Scripture tells us about widows. Are you ready, those of you I gave passages to? Let's hear what Scripture has to say about the widows. Um, somebody has Exodus 22, 22. All right. And Deuteronomy 10, 17 through 18.
Thank you. And Deuteronomy 24, 17 to 21. Thank you, Roger. And somebody has Deuteronomy 26, verses 12 through 13. And somebody has Deuteronomy 27, verse 19. Okay, let's get out of Deuteronomy. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. How about Jeremiah um, chapter 7, verses 6 through 7? And Jeremiah 22, verse 3. Who has that? And Zechariah chapter 7, verse 10. And just because, let's see what James has to say out of the New Testament. James chapter 1. So do you get it? The role of the church in the law, in Deuteronomy, all over the place. But then it's just a smidgen of what scripture has to say about, about the orphans and the widows and the oppressed, about what the church, what, what God's people are supposed to do for them is that they are to care for them. That was the institution of the church, was to care for those people. That is still today the role of the church is to care for the orphans and the widows, the oppressed in our world. That is still part of our calling. And, and, and so by Jesus saying, look, the church is oppressing those. Beware, scribes, because this is what you're doing, and I know it, and I see it. 
Okay, that's fine and dandy, but, but then what is the proof? What's, what's the proof that we know that this is really occurring, that, that this is happening in the church, and that continues in our gospel lesson at verse 41, where Jesus sits down opposite the treasury and watches the crowd putting money into the treasury. So Jesus is sitting there along with the scribes, along with his followers, his disciples, and they're watching people put money into the treasury. Now, I want you to understand what that means. In the temple, there were 13 different boxes that you could put your offering in. Remember, too, that this was a time and an age where there wasn't any quiet folding money. You couldn't write a check or fold up a 5 or a 10 or a 20 and slip it under somebody else's offering in the offering plate. You couldn't do that. But there were these 13 boxes, and connected to these boxes were something that looked like a trumpet. And people would come in with their, their bags of money, the rich would, and they would funnel their money down this trumpet. Imagine the sound it would make as it would clang through this trumpet and then down into the box. So it was clear who was dumping in the most amount of money. In that scene, as, as people, as the rich are dragging in bag after bag of money and the clanging is getting louder and louder and louder, in comes this little widow with her two copper coins, which amounts to what? A penny. How many of you are counters in the church on Sunday mornings or you've done it before? Don't you love it when a child brings their offering from their piggy bank and it's all the pennies and the coins? Or, or don't you just love it when it's money for meat Sunday and you got to count the change in the jar? It's annoying, let's be honest. You know where you're sitting. You are in God's house. There are times that you cringe that you're going to have to count that all out. And the reality is that's what was going on. The scribes saw her two little, little copper coins go in, and they were more of a nuisance than they were of any value. And she drops those little coins in. And it's all that she had. Now, this is where all the Stewardship Sunday sermons start, right? And you've heard it a thousand times if you've gone to church once. That, that then this, this widow is set up as the role model because she gave everything she had. And the question from the pastor thundering from the pulpit comes, do you? Do you live your life like the little orphan widowed woman? Do you give everything you have? Do you give until it hurts? And this is where I think this scripture has been misused. And I think in some ways it's been used to abuse. It doesn't make sense. If Jesus says right before this text, beware of the scribes because I see what they are doing to the widows, the scribes who are supposed to take care of the widows and the orphans and the oppressed. And now they're willing to take the last two stinking copper coins that widow's got and they're going to find glory in that. She has nothing, people. 
Why would Jesus set this up as, this is the model for the church. This is how I want you to be. You corrupt temple, you corrupt religious leaders, and I want this widow who gives up everything and the church who blesses that. Instead, I see this as a lament from Jesus who at the beginning of this lesson is sitting down with his disciples, his followers, and he's teaching. And he says, let's talk about the scribes and what they're really doing and what their calling is supposed to be. And look at all these rich people dumping their money. And now I think out of sadness, he says, oh, look at that widow. There goes another one that the church abused. They're supposed to be caring for her. They're supposed to be giving her shelter. They're supposed to be feeding her. They're supposed to be clothing her. And instead, they're taking the last two stinking copper coins that even she's got. It is a lament that that we hear in in chapter 11, verse 7 of Mark, where Jesus talks about the temple that, that he was teaching and saying, is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. It's a lament that he continues in, in chapter 13 in Mark when he talks about the large stones that the temples build of, and even those will be torn down for the temple is corrupt. But even in this lament from Jesus, there is still good news. You see, the good news is that God knows. God sees and God knows. God sees in spite of of her ignorance and her, her giving to what is corrupt, she is still faithful. And she still believes and she still hopes and she does still give. And that does make it a good uh, stewardship text. But even God knows about the corruption. And God sees their abuse. And God sees what is going on and God knows. You know, we often think that when Jesus says something, he must be holding something up as a way of life. That may not always be the case. He may be calling our attention to the opposite or something else in that same scripture. This text is a divine lament about corrupt religious leaders who prey on the goodwill of the poor. It's a warning to all of us in the church, all of us as church leaders, it is a warning to us that God sees and God knows and God knows our motives. It is a a word of good news for those who, who don't give up and it's a word of encouragement to not lose heart and not lose faith even in what can often be a corrupt place. For God does know our motives. 
And God knows, and God is always on the side of the little person. For God sees, God knows, and God is working with us, and often in spite of us. And God always, always, always works for justice. Always. God knows. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by his love.